at $200, a Super Nintendo setup costs twice as much as the old system. For the money, the company promises better pictures, sound, and adventure. Now you're playing with power, super power. You're the king, I tell you! You're listening to the SNES Podcast with your host, Soulblazer. Hello everybody, this is the Super NES Podcast coming at you as always. Uh, this is episode 145, we're getting close to a milestone here. So, uh, this is Greg, when your usual co-host. I'm very pleased today, not only have our current uh, co-host, uh, Joe. I'm, Hello. We're also joined by a former co-host, George. I'm sorry, Joe. <laughs> We're going to have a battle <laughs> of the ghosts here. Only one will oh, wait, survive. Is, is this a fight to the death, or...? <laughs> it is now. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Joe's pretty hungry, so... <laughs> so, anyway, uh, we gave uh, George any permission, of course, to come back to the podcast anytime he wanted to. Uh, and now that permission has been revoked... <laughs> And as in we, it was Greg. <laughs> <laughs> well, technically, this is my podcast, so. Um. Oh, he's putting his foot down, Joe. <laughs> just now, I'm really being challenged. <laughs> just like how, like with uh, George was doing PlayStation Power with his podcast, so all of his rules had to stand. So. Wait, PlayStation what? Uh, <laughs> what is that? Uh, that former podcast we used to do together. <laughs> Wait, we did a podcast together? Yes. <laughs> oh, but. I thought that was a fever dream. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, George brought, surprise, surprise, another Japanese game for us to cover this time around. Uh, what game did you cover, uh, what game did you want us to cover this time, uh, uh, George, and why did you want us to cover it? Metal Max Returns, because it's a good game. How did you hear about this? <sighs> oh, geez. Uh, a little bit of a story, I guess, maybe. Uh, I, I think I, I think you guys already know this, but... Once in a while, I go and look for Japanese translated games, and I didn't find this specifically, but I found Metal Max 3, which is a DS game. Um, and that got me hooked on the series. You know, I, I looked it up and found out that it's this whole series starting from the Famicom. Uh, and Metal Max 3 was uh, somewhat recently translated. Um, mm -hmm. They're working on another one. I think it's the remake of Metal Max 2 for the DS. And um, the original Metal Max was translated, so I played a little bit of that, but then I figured out, or I found out that uh, Metal Max Returns, which is a straight-up remake of the first game for the Super Famicom, was also translated, so I decided to play that instead. Yeah, so, the actual the yeah, actual, hmm. the actual, actual lineage and history of this franchise gets a little bit confusing, so uh, this is going to be a cha challenging, challenging to talk about, but... Uh, I I know there's 17 entries. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you wrote that down. <laughs> um, well, uh, why don't we just go over the uh, you'll go over the broad strokes here, like right now, because I'm sure a lot of people like myself have never heard of this franchise. Um, I need all you need to know is tanks. Uh, it does involve a lot of That's tanks. True. Yes, true, but it's <laughs> in my notes. Uh, <laughs> is it the first thing on your notes, or <laughs> yes, my fir the first thing in my notes is you hijack a tank, you kick ass, and there's lots of tanks. <laughs> uh, Just a primer. I don't know how you didn't enjoy yourself then. Yeah. <laughs> There's also like you know like APCs and humans, uh, like humans, uh, uh, humans and buggies and like some of the vehicles mm -hmm. and vehicles too. So it's not all just oh tanks, my. but um, <laughs> but uh, yeah. So uh, the Metal Max franchise actually dates all the way back to uh, 1989. Uh, sorry, 1991 when the first game came out on the Famicom in Japan. Uh, this game's had several developers over the years. Uh, a company called Createch was, was the one who made most of the games and like the like the franchise. Uh, there were a few there were, there were there were a few other companies also involved, but Createch's the one who's primarily been involved with the, with the games over the years. Uh, Createch is one of those like small niche Japanese companies that does a lot of stuff. You know, they're not really a huge company, but they just simply do well because they cater to their fans' needs and do can be successful in marketing like those fans. So, uh, because besides console games, they also 
Uh, they also have developed these computer games, mobile games, like even board games. So, um, you know, very few of their games have come out here in the States. They've been around since 1988. Uh, besides that, so besides this, they've also worked on uh, Tower Dream for the Super NES PlayStation. Um, Hero Connection, which is a mobile game, and a whole bunch of other Japanese, like, Japanese titles. So, uh, very niche, niche developer. Most of the games of the series were, were published by Data East. We've covered Data East before in the past, like on this podcast. Um, some of the newer, uh, the current publisher is a company called, uh, Kadokawa Games in Japan, and NIS America has the rights to it in North America. So, um, so that's who has the publishing rights to the series now, but, um, because of trademark problems, uh, like for a while, some of the games this series, the, the series series also got released under an alternate title, um, of, uh, which is very, uh, curious, uh, uh, like a Metal Saga, so, um, depending upon what you're looking at, you know, Metal, Metal Saga, Metal Max, they're all essentially the same games, the same games like the same franchise, so, um, Metal most- Saga is also the name of the first game that came out over here yeah. uh, on the PS2. Yes. And uh, yeah, but just that's, gonna say, that's, like a good, one, that's a good game. Yeah, but just going to say, like, only one game has officially come out uh, in North America like this franchise. No, uh, two games. Uh, I only Met- have... Uh, Metal Saga and Metal Max Xeno. Uh, Xeno. Did that get a release over here? Let's see. 2018 it came out over here. Oh, yeah, you're right. I apologize. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, PS4 and Vita game, so... Uh, and then when you just talked about Mega Saga, that was a that was a PS2 game. Um, so, uh, the first game, the first, the first, the, but how most of these games, including this one, haven't fans, um, you haven't fans, but haven't like fans translated, uh, because, because this franchise does have a pretty, pretty small, but devoted fan base over here in the West, it seems like, like what I can tell, but I uh, like online. Enough to so, translate it. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, the very first game, Metal Max, what came up with the, um, you came up with Metacom in 91, like I mentioned. Uh, that was followed up by a sequel two years later, uh, two years later, uh, Metal Max 2, like the Super Famicom. Um, and this was the game, uh, so, like, so this, uh, like, so this was the game, uh, that was a, uh, like, and then after that, the timeline gets a little bit confusing here, so, uh, the first game, the first game, Metal Max, got ported to the Super, to Super Famicom two years later in 1995, and that's Metal Max Returns. And that's a game recovery here, like, in this podcast. So... Uh, gets a little bit confusing, but also, also because of the fact that uh, Metal Max has also been ported uh, again. Um, actually, it was ported twice over, I think, right? Let me look on here. Uh, let's see. Well, so I don't remember seeing that. Let me see. Oh, Hold on a second here. There's 17 titles. I mean, there's a lot. Hey, of Joe, make your there. stomach talk again. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, no, yeah. Uh, it's all uh, about tanks. Yeah. Okay. Uh, no, sorry. I apologize. Uh, there was a um, um, uh, this game. So, th- oh, okay. Yeah. Here we go. We did get a port. He got ported to the Game Boy Advance, two thousand three. Uh, That's. You know what? You're right. Yep. I remember that now. Uh, and it also and it also got released on the Wii Virtual Console, like in Japan, and also the 3DS Virtual Console. Oh. Um. So if you're in Japan, at least it's playable. You know, it's playable. You know, playable, you know, playable like most systems, uh, like as well. Um, this game, Metal Max, got a DS flashcard, right. and you know. And, uh, uh, what I was thinking about earlier was that this game, Metal Max slash Mega uh, uh, slash Mega Max Returns, uh, sorry, Metal Max Returns, got a got a got a dark sequel called Metal Metal Saga: Season of Steel, uh, like on the DS, two thousand six. Oh yeah. So, um, like I said, this is. Uh, a lot of the a lot of the games a lot of the games take place in the same setting the same kind of kind of safe, safe kind of world not always but it's not the same place right. but it's the same world where it's it's post apocalyptic but it's like the machines turned on the humans yeah yeah it, yeah, yeah. kind of like a mm-hmm. you know kind of like a terminator like uh you you uh, a setting uh, setting like in some ways so yeah. it's like- um, it's like they got their own little Dr. Wiley running around. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right. Oh, yeah. yeah, so basically, um, you know, like, your human civilization is, like, scattered across, like, the survivors, uh, 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 survivors, survivors, like, the villages and ruins. Uh, people who p- people who fight to protect them are called monster hunters. Um, and to fight, they salvage, they salvage tanks and tank parts. Uh, to, like, to defeat the monsters and outlaws and collect bounties. Um, that's how they make their living. 
So, um, and like you play as the hunter, um, of, of course, like in this game, uh, setting out or setting out originally originally be a bounty hunter, and then like you know, of course, as it happens with games like this, there's a there's a there's a bigger quest that gets they can think as you go to as the game goes on. So, um, obviously being a obviously being focused on tanks, there are a lot of like tanks and other mechanized vehicles in this game. Um, the first game, the first tank you find, like it's called the Mosquito. Uh, and as the game goes on, you also the game goes on, you can also pick up a Tiger, uh, like an LAV, an Abrams, a Red Wolf, like an also like a White Maru, uh, to help you know, help you you help like fight your battles as well. So, uh, this game, Metal Max, uh, Metal Max, um, uh, Max Returns is just basically what you'd expect kind of like a game ported from the uh, 8-bit systems it has like better graphics and sound uh there's new quests added there's new quests added there's new items added there's new areas added uh some of the areas previously in there are like revised i took a look at the original game the famicom game on youtube it, it looks pretty good already but i i think the sequel did a i'm sorry not a sequel a remake um, like I said before, it's like, it's very confusing. I, I think this remake did a very good job, like, on expanding the game and also, uh, expanding the game and also, like, fleshing it out, like, a bit more. Because some, yeah. because some games, some games upgraded the later decisions, there's kind of, like, a new code of put, uh, code of paint, and that's it. Uh, this yeah, game, was, uh, this game, they actually, this game, they actually put in some effort to it. Yeah, when I was looking up this game on, uh, YouTube, because I just wanted to see if I was... Because you gave to... up? <laughs> <laughs> yes, because I gave up. Um, and I wanted to see the rest of the game. And I noticed the um, a lot of people had done the comparison with the 8-bit, and um, I actually liked the improvements that they made. Um, I think if I had played the 8-bit version, I would have been even more meh than what I am here. Ooh. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> I, just, I, I just, played, just my I opinion. Played, yeah, I played the original one, and probably Joe. Yeah. You, you don't <laughs> like good games, I remember that. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Well, both this game and also its original Famicom version have been fan translated. Um, and they, uh, also, uh, I remember George and I talked a little about this, uh, like off of mic earlier. Uh, somebody, somebody, somebody a few years ago wanted to do a, a fan translation about the, like about the GBA port. Uh, that project seems to have stalled. Um, although I don't really know, maybe it's still going on. Uh, because somebody, because somebody was like, "Hey, I know the Japanese. I just can't figure out how this, how the ROM gets extracted and how it's compressed, on, compressed in the game." So he's looking for help. Well, with I don't that. know about that, but I know uh, ever since the completion of the translation of uh, Metal Max Three on the DS, uh, apparently there's a, a remake of Metal Max Two on the DS. Right. Yep. And the team that worked on Metal Max Three is helping the team that is working on the Metal Max 2 remake and they've made leaps and bounds uh, uh, progress because the two games are technically similar in, in I, ways of engine and right, whatnot. Yep, so, yeah. yeah, that makes yeah. sense. So, yeah. Well, well, we're not going to understand the GBA port didn't really add too much. It was pretty much anyway. Like, it was, you know, you know, it was just one of like straight Super NES to Super NES to Game Boy ports that the ports they were doing like the time periods. What's so. very interesting about these games is how uh, they're translated by different teams, but a lot of the stuff stays the same. Mm -hmm. So, yep. like when it comes to Japanese, it's it's the age old thing of like if you go and try to play translated Final Fantasy V, you'll see that uh, the fan translation sounds much different from uh, like the legitimate square enix translation and that's and the number one thing with that is like the name barts sometimes it could be uh interpreted as butts right mm -hmm. um and it, it's it's kind of it's a uh, very interesting to see that uh the translation of this game and the other fan translations out there which are made by different teams uh are pretty similar actually in tone and a lot of the terms and stuff that they use, it's it's very interesting. And then uh, <laughs> I went and played Metal Max Xeno, and it was so strange to me because they actually, like, they legitimately, you know, this wasn't a fan translation thing. They legitimately mm. got, you know, somebody to do the translation for the game, and it just felt so odd to me. You know, it didn't, it didn't have that original feeling I had when I, like, first started uh metal max three it's 
very interesting. Right. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, uh, George, since it was, you know, since it was, you know, since it was, uh, like your game, uh, to, 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 to bring the, to bring the podcast, do you want to, uh, talk about the game in broad strokes, like the gameplay, like what you're doing? You get kicked out of your house because daddy is mean and he give you no money. <laughs> um, <laughs> you're, nice you're, story. you're, <laughs> right? <laughs> hey, it sounds like my life now. Um, <laughs> um, you're, I, I, I'm assuming like you turn 18 or you're 18 or whatever, and you want to, you want to become a hunter, a monster hunter or whatever. No, wait, that's a different game. Uh, no, I think it is. Is it called monster hunter? I don't remember now for some reason. <laughs> My mind is blank. Anyway, you want to be a hunter. Sure. A bounty hunter, whatever. And, uh, your father says there's no money in that. You're going to get yourself ki- killed. So on and so forth. And he kicks you out of the house. He disowns you. He goes that far. And, uh, you know, you're out in the world now and you're free to do whatever, which whatever means shooty, shooty, killy, killy, tanky, tanky. <laughs> um, this is one of the, this is like, one, maybe not like the, er, one of the earliest games, but it's a pretty early game for it to be, uh, like pretty open-ended quote unquote. Like, it's, you can't just do anything, but the world is open, and you have to, like, you you can explore it, and there are certain areas where you have to figure out how to, you know, how to explore it, I guess you could say. Mm -hmm. And you, like, almost nothing is told to you. You go out there, and then you, you just randomly find a giant cannon that's shooting at you, and you, you know, you have to have, you have to come up with a strategy and stuff, you know, you, you come across these roadblocks that... There's no, you know, your character's not saying, oh, maybe I should go get Alpha Omega part and then I could go beat this cannon. It's like, <laughs> you might be sitting there like, how the F do I get past this cannon? And I'm sure Joe screamed that out. So, <laughs> I, you know, honestly, I screamed that out. I was like, how the heck do I get past these cannons? Yeah. And, you know, uh, you just brute force it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I'd agree with most of that. You know, I think this game does meet the definition of, like, an open-ended uh, game because you have, like, um, you know, like, it's non-linear. There, the, the, um, you know, there is a main plot you can do, but you're not forced to, uh, like, forced to do it. Uh, yeah, and you you choose, you know, you choose right. what bounties you want to take. Exactly, and, right, yep. You know, yep. you can take them or not. Yep. So. Yep, you can also, like, upgrade your, um, you upgrade your, you can also, like, upgrade your classes and your tanks, like, you know, how you want to upgrade them to. Um, and the ending is also determined by your actions. There's multiple endings. So, right. um, yeah, so all those things I'd say definitely, definitely qualify this for being like a open ended game. Maybe not open ended in the sense we think of open ended now in 2020, but definitely open ended like the time period. So, uh, yeah, it was very impressive to actually have that in a game, like a game of this time period. I actually have to ask did anyone, did anyone go back and talk to the dad and tell them that they were done being a hunter no no no, i didn't you did joe no i didn't oh okay yeah it's so i don't i I didn't do it either but there's a choice there's a like a choice to make like saying like oh i give up like can i come back home or whatever but i never made that choice and i'm wondering if that's like a quick like end of the game thing yeah because a lot of the games for like a lot of the games further on in the series like metal saga you can beat metal saga very quickly by just selecting to instead not be a hunter but be a mechanic right and then your mother (laughs) teaches you how to be a mechanic and then you beat the game and then like later on in the same game like when you go to the next town you can you can choose to like you could talk to this girl that you know and be like hey let's get married and then you just get married and then the game is over and then like metal max 3 uh, there's something similar you play for like a couple hours or whatever and then there's a there's a choice to just run away from all your problems and get married to this girl that you don't know right so hmm. well i do know that you can keep playing the game after an ending because i did get one ending and uh, the game didn't yes. end you know the game gave me the choice to keep playing so that's kind of cool um, wait you beat you beat the game well well i got one of the endings you know, it wasn't the okay. You know, I didn't go all the way through the game. We're gonna talk about that later okay. on. But yeah, I, I yeah. there's so much in this game. I yeah. I couldn't get through it. But yeah, so I end up getting stuck, and then you know, I like as we just. I want to know where you I got stuck. Up. 
But um, I, I don't remember. <laughs> he played early. it for an hour and gave up. I was oh. gonna say it was early on. I'll, I'll, I'll be honest, it was early on. Did you get but, stuck um, on the cannons? I actually think it was the cannons. Oh, that's very early in the game. But anyways, so I, I told watched... you you could ask me for help. I know, I know. <laughs> so I went and watched the YouTube videos because I figured that'd be easier. And uh, I was hoping that I would come across a spot at, you know, during the gameplay where you could go back to the father and be like, hey, that Monster Hunter thing? Hey, screw you, it worked. <laughs> kind of throwing back right? in his face. But, I'm rolling around know. with like 20,000 gold and I'm like, hey, daddy. And he's like, you're not my son. And I'm like, you know what? You see this money? It's not yours. It's not yours, dad. That's right. <laughs> So, I was a little upset when I found out that, like, you basically can't go back and, like, shove it in your father's face that you've been successful, but... Yeah, I know, like, when you get the- when you first get the tank and you talk to him, he's like, Oh, you got a vehicle? Oh, so what? Ho, ho, ho. Right. <laughs> mm. Yeah, you know. So, um, George, uh, to, to, like, how people kind of get a, a sense of things. It's like, it's like, uh, in which way? Like, is there... Like, is there a game or franchise that you'd like compare this to? Maybe like a um, your closest fit. Oh, uh, Advanced you know Wars? what? I had something on the tip of my tongue, and now I completely forgot it. Well, I agree with it Joe. Like, Advance like... Wars is the first game that came to mind. Yeah, Advance Wars was the first thing that came to my mind. It's so strange because, like, it, you know, Greg <clears> told <throat> me that before, and I was like, "Really? It doesn't? I don't really get that from it." You know, it's the mech thing. It really is. Kind of also feels right. a little bit like Final Fantasy. You can see Final Fantasy, except like the humans, you have like tanks. Kind of. Yeah. Mm, but, yeah. you know, like as a matter it of fact. It reminds me of, um, like a, a strange RPG version of Mech Warrior. Mm, I can yeah, see that, sure. I can go with that. Yeah. Yeah, like a turn based Mech Warrior kind of. Yeah, I actually, yeah, I actually, I actually told Joe earlier I could not find this online, but apparently the Japanese commercial for this game, they actually use a tagline like "We're sick and tired of dragons," uh, because mm. like you know it's kind of like you know an RPG, but we're doing like tank things that like dragon things. So they actually play that up pretty heavily, like an advertising campaign. Yeah, but uh, yeah, because the game is so pretty well in Japan. Um, you know, they're, they're, um, they're, uh, oh, you know what? I'm sorry, this just popped into my head. Uh, it's, it's kind of like a, um, a more RPG version of Front Mission. That works, I can see that, sure. Yeah. But, but uh... Alright, uh, continue, I'm sorry. But yeah, of course, like, you know, Front Mission didn't, uh, Front Mission didn't have the open-ended, um, you know, the, the world map and town, the world map situation that this game does, but... No, but you were able to kind of customize your vehicle true exactly yes uh, this game is like way better with customization it's it's i was actually really surprised cool. at how deep it is yes there actually is a oh, very and it gets deep even system. more ridiculous with yeah. the further games yeah it's so. like metal max by the time of metal max 3 it's so ridiculous like <laughs> I, i'm just I, sometimes i confuse myself when i play that game because right. it's like all right wait what what cannon do i have on what tank and what uh oh and uh did uh greg i know i i know joe didn't get to this but uh greg did you get to the frozen town no i did not oh okay so there's a frozen town and in the basement there is a uh like a rogue tank and it's a giant mammoth and in metal max 3 uh there's this lab where you collect resources and whatnot and you make a bio tank and one of the selections is that mammoth tank Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah, that right, mammoth tank is really, really hard to, to, uh, take out. I, I couldn't take it out. But it's in a basement. <laughs> yeah, it's in the basement. <laughs> so how do you get it out of the basement? You use the elevator. I mean, you didn't say there was an elevator. <laughs> well, you know what, Joe? Maybe you should have gotten that far, and you would have known. I don't even believe you. Even Greg can't, you know, back you up on this one. <laughs> oh. Boy. Yeah, yeah. Can we customize your tank? You also have to take into account, um, you know, balance, weight. Uh, weight and balance. Yeah, because if you load the tank too much, like it can't move. So you have to be careful yeah. with how much stuff you actually put on there. So, so it just matters what, how much you go pew pew. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, even your choice uh, of that to, uh, uh, um, uh, diversified because diversified because weapons fall into three classes in this game. You got cannons, machine right. guns, and special weapons. So yeah. yes, uh, you have so, to kind of. The way that vehicles works is that they're, they're, it's not just all tanks. 
there's different vehicles right um yeah the ones that i can think of is the first one you do get is is a tank um it's like stripped down but it, it's something and then the next thing you could get is like a buggy which doesn't have a cannon but you can uh upgrade it to get uh like a, a like a, a special weapon on it um but it comes with an auto gun which is the machine gun uh those are the ones that have unlimited ammo mm. and then there's another one you could get like a i think it's like a uh, an ambulance so there's that i haven't gotten that one yet but mm. uh, i know how to get it i just can't fight the guy he's very he's very tough uh, you have to fight this weird, whacked-out guy in oh, some I actually, hospital basement or something. Yeah, I actually, I actually did not mention this earlier, but uh, would you believe one of the changes that one of the changes that also one of the changes that they also made to Metal Max, uh, like Metal Max Return, was to make the game easier? Yeah, I would believe that. <laughs> yeah, I believe that 100. Uh, yeah, apparently as hard apparently as hard as this game was, the original Metal Max was a lot harder. <laughs> yeah, I played I played a little bit of that uh, the first game. I think I got to the cannons on the first game, and then I found out that there was the remake. And this is a Japanese so. game, mind you, and the Japanese are notorious yes. for being like much more uh, knows the grindstone gamers than we are. So, well, that's honestly, the name of the game <laughs> is it, it's it's a typical I don't know, kill things for twenty hours, and then you'll be able to progress hmm. type of game, you know. So, uh, with the vehicles again. <laughs> Like we talked about before, you could like buy new parts and mm -hmm. weapons for the tanks and, and vehicles. Uh, and then on top of that, like you can upgrade them. So there's this weight system. Right. And you can, this is where the game turns into like play how you want because you can balance it any way you want. Um, and what I like to do is I like to make sure that I have enough weight for uh like at least a thousand armor or something like that mm -hmm. but like i i like to increase my defense so it's it's pretty customizable you can uh there's different things you could do the chassis is which is like the main uh which is like you know an integral part it's like it's like the main part of the vehicle uh you can upgrade things like durability and whatnot it increases defense and 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 whatnot uh the chassis can never be destroyed so you'll never lose your vehicle it'll just be destroyed enough uh not to like you can't operate it okay. um you yeah. need you need a cpu is that what it's called something like that there's a computer system a, yeah yeah computer right. system yeah. you need a computer system and an engine to use a vehicle correct and the engine is the main thing because the engine uh, the more the horsepower, the more weight you can carry. Yeah. And that's very integral. Like, that's always the first thing that I look to buy is a better engine. And then I try to get money to upgrade the engine so it carries a lot of weight. And then that's when I start upgrading the durability of uh, the chassis. And then, you know, I see how much armor you could get. You can, yeah. So right, yeah see how much armor I could get. Oh. I, I, I focused all on weapons. <laughs> yeah, no, that's not a bad thing to do. It's just you gotta watch out for your survivability, right? right. Yeah, there's um, actually, yeah, there's actually a total of like eight vehicles that you can collect. Um, uh, you bet you can collect, uh, like collect in this game. Oh, okay. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's it's interesting because the way that the the armor works, it doesn't tell you in this game, but uh, taking information from games later on in the series. Like the armor that's on your your vehicle is just stuck on there. <laughs> it's just like there are tiles that you just stick to to the vehicle. I don't know how that works. You but... just use bubble gum to keep it there. Yeah, <laughs> and when you run out of bubble gum, you know you're screwed. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah. So, uh, uh, so yeah. So uh, the graphics of this game, like I mentioned before, were upgraded from the earlier uh, uh, eight, uh, original 8-bit version. And of course, of course, like any game that's upgraded, the graphics are not as good as it could be if the game was originally developed for the the, the, the Super mm -hmm. NES. But but you know, for but for port of a game, you know, it looks pretty good. I mean, like you know, it's, you know, it's nice, you know, you know, nice detail, nice car power. You know, the surface mode graphics. Yeah. Yeah, I felt like uh, I'm, I was probably spoiled because. You know, being an upgrade, it looks better than it does, obviously, on the Famicom. Right, yeah. But compared to other stuff that's out 
at this time on the Super Famicom, um, I feel like they're just kind of, you know, medium of the road. Right. You know exactly. I mean? well, hey, it's more exactly. about the gameplay. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, look. Yeah. You can say what you want, George. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Joe. You, you know, I. This is this is this is revenge for Toval number one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Toeball number one had a pretty, you know, active game. I'm just <laughs> That's an awful game. Quest mode was awesome. Quest mode was awesome. Um, yeah, so I did not really write down much about the music. The music in this game was not bad. It uh, was not bad. It was, like, it was just like kind of like, you know, decent. It's better than not bad. Yeah, I actually so. thought the it's soundtrack good. was okay. I wouldn't go as so far to, you know, compare it to any of the other heavy hitters on the Super NES. Oh, but it was no, no, it's nowhere near, you know... Any masterpieces on the, the Super Famicom or the Super Nintendo, but the music is still pretty good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I liked it. I, I liked it, and I thought, you know, I, I thought it was appropriate to like appropriate appropriate for the game. It just didn't like, you know, like um, like stick with me too much after the game itself. So it's yeah, funny yeah. because a lot of the music is similar to the music of later the the later games oh really so okay. you're just like oh this is like the super famicom version of like this song okay that's cool it's 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 yeah it's really cool but but uh yeah so we already mentioned the challenge this is a pretty difficult game um you know, uh, that, like, especially you know, for Joe. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, whatever. Man. I, I mean, like, you're, you're you're definitely encouraged to explore. You're definitely encouraged to you're definitely encouraged to like, do a lot of side quests first. Uh, you're definitely encouraged to take your time, like upgrading your vehicle and trying and trying different configurations, like whatnot. But um, yeah, there, yeah, there definitely is. Uh, you know, again, George and I talked about this uh, earlier. You know, there's no. Um, uh, the game, the game doesn't really tell you anything. There's no, the, 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 um, you know, there's no help. There's no tutorial. It's just kind of like you have to learn to go, bear pretty much. It's just so, like go. Yeah. Like you'll <laughs> talk. This is one of those games where talking to people is really good. Um, some of them give you hints on like, you know, some like maybe they might say something about a vehicle, and you might learn something new, or you know, oh. I heard there's this guy in this cave and he gave you millions of gold or something, you know, like they, right. like people, people, it's, and it's not like typical video game thing where you talk to somebody and it's like, there is a guy in the cave, please go there. Like, <laughs> no, you go talk to somebody. It's like, Hey, have you heard the rumors? There's noises in that cave nearby. And then you go and see, you go into the cave and see what's going on, you know, or like, <laughs> or you, you know, don't. uh, like. Oh, uh, there was a guy that was living in this town before, but he stole everybody's money. And he ran away, and we don't know where the heck he went. And then you're like, oh, like there's 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 a guy that ran away with people's money. Hmm, I wonder if I'm gonna bump into him later. You know? Right. This uh, well, stuff you? like that. Sometimes you get tips yeah, on true. bounties. Like, yeah. oh, I, I think I saw so and so over here or whatever. You know? But uh, the one thing I don't like. Is the uh, how the a lot of the bounties are random encounters? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So you have to be lucky, but then when you're not trying to encounter the bounty, you get unlucky and you encounter it, and <laughs> you try to run away and you can't for like a turn or two, and it just destroys your vehicle. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's, uh, that's fun. That's a flaw a lot of like RPGs of this time period had. The Street Coding games are also pretty bad, like in that sense, because it's like yeah. there's certain there's certain there's certain rare characters that you can only find in random battles, and it's like it always mm. like I mean, so it's like we're trying to find them, find them they never show up. So we just you probably have a better chance of getting a shiny in Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> That's true too. Pokemon's also like a good example. So, but yeah. Uh, um. But uh, yeah. So um. Joe, like so overall, overall, I know this is this is probably not a kind of game that you'd enjoy as much as like George or I do because just because I know the kind of game that you should like enjoy playing. I'm curious yeah, to know like overall games. what you thought about it. So I do like RPGs, and I am a turn-based RPG guy. Like I'm not too into a lot of the action RPGs that are out now. But like I was telling George before we started, like as a spoiler, like I just kind of saw this as meh. It's like middle of the road. It's not horrible, and it's not bad. Like, I would never use the word bad for this game. But you're not going to see me sitting there talking about this game in the same breath as, like, Final Fantasy 2 or Final mm -hmm. Fantasy 3. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right, yeah, yeah. Um, 
you know, I, I'd talked about Super Mario RPG before I talked about this game to be honest. I mean, I think <laughs> the thing is, like, those games are kind of different, though. Like, they're RPGs, sure, but... Uh, like, like if you're talking about like Final Fantasy three, are you talking about Final Fantasy three or Final Fantasy six? First of all, Final Fantasy six, obviously. Okay, come on, this is an <laughs> well, SNES come on, podcast. Final Fantasy three is a good game. Right, that's what I'm saying. It is a good game, but I'm just saying, you know, six for what it is is, you know, a lot of people consider six a, a masterpiece, but like even better than seven. You know what but I mean? But either way, I mean, the games are are kind of different, so. Like, I mean, of course you like can I make the comparison of it of right. between two RPGs, but... Right. I mean, yeah. I was joking with you earlier when I said I hated this. I don't hate it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. yes, I, I got I got frustrated and I did, you know, just decide to put it down and not pick it up. Part of that is life. The other part of that is, it's like, yes, I got stuck and I didn't want to deal with it. And I just kind of was like, I'll go watch a YouTube video. You know, I'll be honest. <laughs> but, um, like I said, you know, I like the graphical um look of it the music is okay like uh, greg said you know the music's not going to stick with you unfortunately um in my opinion and uh you know and gameplay is what it is it's an rpg where you you know upgrade your tank so i mean i enjoyed it for what it was but tank. you know it's <laughs> <laughs> it's not going to be one of those where i'm going to pull someone aside when we're talking about the super nes and be like dude there's this awesome Super Famicom game that you gotta play. You know what I mean? It's just not gonna happen. It's called Chrono Trigger. <laughs> <laughs> kind of depends upon the kind of game the person's into, though, Joe. Because like, I certainly can see, yeah. like I said before, this game has developed kind of a niche following here in the West, even though most of the right. games never got released. And, like, somebody who enjoys a game of this type, I definitely think this is kind of an overlooked gem. Um, mm. You know, but I agree. Considering all the people um, you know, I know that play video games, George yeah. is the first person I've ever heard mention this game. Yeah, to be yeah, fair. yeah, exactly. Me neither. I never heard of this either. But <laughs> having played this, I do want to keep playing it more, and I am curious to check out. Uh, curious to check out some of the other games. I did um, just download Metal Magazino for my Vita, so yeah. I mean, you know, you I, it obviously That's, you're gonna hate me. I, I did not suggest that game to you <laughs> because that game's a little lackluster. Okay, I'll okay. just let you know that I okay, did not well, suggest that game to you. <laughs> but you know, th th this has definitely opened it up to where I've you know the English ones that were brought over here. Like I'll probably look for the PS2 game at some point. Good luck finding um, it as an Atlas game, and you know how small their print ones were. Uh, yeah, but I assume. So Who okay. said anything about getting the physical copy? <laughs> we're I mean, not. That's all we do. Yeah, we're we not. Always get the physical. <laughs> exactly. Copy. We're not condoning anything else here, like on here. But, um, but uh, hey, smoke up, kids. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. So, I guess I kind of fall like fall between the like, two guys. I mean, like I agree with Joe the fact this game is okay for what it is, but I think this is a very mm. Uh, like for its time period, this is a very surprisingly, surprisingly deep game. Um, hmm. there, there definitely is more here than I expected. Uh, and it definitely is fun. I mean, like it's frustrating. It's definitely very challenging. <laughs> I think some of the difficulty is cheap. Um, mm -hmm. but I, but, yeah. but, um, I do think, I do think if you have, I do think if you have the patience and you're the kind of person who enjoys a game like this, uh, this is a pretty like, good game. Uh, definitely. This is one of those games where... It'll let you you're, it'll let you know that you're in the wrong part of town. <laughs> <laughs> Very fast, yes. Yeah, so, <laughs> oh yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, like you know, I definitely am curious to hear, curious to check out check out the games of the franchise because, like I said, like like Joe said, we never heard of, heard of this before. Probably before George brought it to our attention, and it's like kind of a shame this game. You know, it's kind of a shame the series did not get like more press over here. You know, I think that you know this kind of game, I think would have. I think would have done well over here. I just, I, I, I guess they decided to they decided to, to just wasn't worth the effort at the time to bother translating to, uh, to bother translating and porting it. So, right. uh, because the game's so decently in Japan, um, you know, the original, the original Famicom version sold up, original Famicom version sold 150,000 copies, and this, uh, um, this version of the game sold up 170,000 copies, um. Side note, never complain about prices here in the West because do you know how much this game is over like Japan? <laughs> nope. <laughs> Metal nope. Max, Metal Max Returns sold for 12,800 12, yen in Japan, which oh, wow. then was equivalent, which then, then mind you, 95, was equivalent of 100, like $165. 
All right, and uh, let's go to inflation calculator. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, like, never complain about prices. If the price of the game's over here, so. What did you say? What did you say the price was? Uh, in, in 1995, 12,800 12, yen. Right. What is that in, in America dollars? Then it was 165. So, 165? Yes. So. Uh, what year was that again? Uh, this came out in 1995. Okay. Oh, boy. <laughs> Give it to I, me. $281.41. Right. Yeah. So, expensive game. Hey, I heard Nintendo's selling games at that price now, so. True. <laughs> uh, so, I, I wonder... So, this was not my original... Uh, pick honestly, there was another game that I was actually gonna uh, tell you about, and then I put that to the side. And I wonder if you guys were gonna like that other game better. What game is that? <laughs> it's another game you don't know of. It's called The Adventure of Hore High. It's uh, it's kind of like Earthbound in a way. Oh, okay, all but, right. Like not as super free. It, it's weird, but it's like not. It's not on par with Earthbound, but it's kind of Earthboundy, right? And uh, that game's really cool because, you're, well, you're this high school student. Uh, you know, stop me if you heard that before. Uh, <laughs> and you, uh, you're new. It's this high school, like on this island or whatever. And you're new, and you end up joining the newspaper club or whatever the heck it is. And, um, you start getting stories for the newspaper and this weird stuff happens. And, uh, it's got a really cool system where you join different clubs and some of them have restrictions based on level or stats or something. Okay. And the different clubs give you different powers. Some of them are active powers and some of them are passive powers. Like, oh, you get extra money, like from every fight or... You know, or your stats get a passive bonus of plus five or something like that. And uh, you get, like, ranks. And the experience you gain when you're in a club, you collect the experience. And then you rank up in the club when you get to a certain amount. And then they give you extra powers. And it's a, okay. it's a pretty cool thing. There's a pretty cool game. And there's also, like, a friendship system. You get friendship points for every battle you fight with friends. And then friendship, you can invest friendship. the friendship points into friends and they get new abilities and they get stronger and whatnot. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. So uh, a couple of the... That's so, a hard game too. <laughs> so a couple of their notes like about the game and the franchise. Um, uh, I mentioned before how this game also received a GBA port in Japan. Apparently that, apparently that, apparently that version of the game is very hard to find because hmm. um, Dady sold the rights of it to another company because they were... Oh yeah. by then they were in severe financial like financial difficulty, and that company released the port of the game with several bugs that apparently were like pretty serious. So like so that like that version of the game was recalled, and there's not mm -hmm. very many copies of the game available now uh, uh, available now. So and the, whatever reason that uh, the GBA version has not been translated yet because it's, that version has some bugs in it. So, um. The two games that did come over here in the West probably were not the best games in the franchise to be picked for Western release because both those games got very bad reviews. Uh, they definitely have like a very mixed reviews and they came over here like in the West. Like, you know, um, like most, you know, the average, the, 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 the average rating range of the games like in the 60s. Um, mm. You have a hundred, so uh, probably, probably did not help the the chances, the chances of the chances of any other games coming out here in the West, but mm. there, there, but there is a game being worked on right now in the franchise still, uh, Metal Max Code Zero. Uh, George, you indicated this is a remake, right? Uh, no, there's another one. It's uh, Metal Max Xeno Reborn or something like yeah, that. Yeah, that already came out. That came out um, uh, really? earlier this year. Yeah. Oh, oh, maybe I was reading about Fail. a possible Western <laughs> release. I don't know. Yeah. Because that one's supposed to improve on Xeno because it was kind of lackluster and stuff. I don't know about this other one, actually. 
Yeah, uh, yeah, there's no, yeah, I can't find any information on it either, but, uh, hmm. yeah, Metal Max Xeno Reborn and Metal Max Xeno Reborn 2 both came out earlier this year. Uh, Reborn 2. Oh, there's a Reborn 2. Oh, geez. Yes. Uh, that's a sequel to Metal Max, uh, Xeno, Xeno Reborn, which is itself a remake of Metal Max Xeno. Like I said, this series get complicated. Yeah. <laughs> just like it's complicated. So, yeah, it's that game's crazy. So, like, I don't know, I don't, I don't know if I'm piecing this together wrong, but it seems like at the, be it seems like the more the games, like, the less the population is on the planet. So, like, <laughs> At, like the with the first game there's a lot of towns and there's a lot of you know random houses where there's people living and stuff and whatnot and then like by the time of metal max Xeno, like there's a whole system based on if the human race is going to get wiped out or not right yeah <laughs> so. and i haven't gone too far in that game but like <laughs> there's no one on that planet <laughs> just about there's there's only like a handful of people i found so far yeah so. <laughs> right so but uh, anyway yeah so uh yeah yeah reborn reborn 2 both came out on the ps4 and the switch uh i could not really find anything you know, find anything find any information about this code zero it's probably another remake uh because the actual the actual amount of the actual amount of original games in this franchise is actually like pretty small um there's there's four official Metal Max games and a whole bunch. Uh, uh, I think there's also like a couple of like a Gaiden games. Uh, there was a mobile game. There was an MMO uh, There was an MMO RPG released in Japan. Um, you know, a couple of the, like other spin-off games like as well too. There was a game announced for the Dreamcast that got canceled. So oh, that sucks. But uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, the game the games are popular enough in Japan to also have some Magna uh, and some soundtracks released like them. So. Um, you know, in Japan, at least, uh, you know, the series done, like, pretty well, so, but, uh, yeah, no, it's a very interesting game, like, for sure, it's like, you know, I didn't know anything like this existed, um, like, this time period, so, it's like, because, because we really didn't get because we really didn't get introduced for games like this here in the West until, like, later on, you know, later on that decade, uh, once everything's coming out on the PlayStation, um, so, but, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, it's a pretty good pick, George, I think, like, you know, like, we may... We may quibble about the game itself and how enjoyable it is, but actually, but just for the actual historical value and interest, uh, historical value of this game and the interest, and the, and the interesting parts about it, it's like it's pretty interesting. So, yeah, yeah, it's not enough to get your job back here, though. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll I'll come with a better game next time. Um. <laughs> uh, so do you flex to flex to flex to do any of you have any final thoughts before we like move on to uh like move on to eBay pricing? No. I think we covered it. It's okay. good game. Yeah. Uh, it's okay. <laughs> hey. <laughs> well, let's talk about well actually actually first actually for since this came up earlier, let's talk about YouTube. Um <laughs> there are some there YouTube are YouTube was first started in two thousand five <laughs> as a video <laughs> uploading service. Oh, oh I'm sorry. Uh, there are some there are some complete let's plays of this game on there. Uh, yes. Some of them, some of them are uh, some of them cover the Japanese version. Some of them cover the translated version. Um, so it looks like an average. You know, if you're not rushing, if you're just like trying to do everything properly in this no, game. No, I'm American. <laughs> um, it takes about maybe seven to eight hours to finish the game. Uh, 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 based on these long plays. There's so. a uh, tool assistant speed run for half an hour. Yes, I saw that. I was going to mention that. <laughs> so. I didn't want to yeah. watch the whole thing because I didn't want to get spoiled. But I had to double check because I was like, 30 minutes, that does not sound right for an RPG. Well, that so task like, guy it must be is really 30 fast. hours. And then, of course, I started watching it and I was like, oh. <laughs> yeah, they knew where to go. Yeah, yeah. well, tool yeah, assist. If, yeah. It's one of those games where, like, if you, if you like, know how to get to the end, you can kind of just go there. And right. there's, like... Apparently, it's like really easy to manipulate the enemies into like not destroying your tank or anything. Which sure. Is interesting. Yeah. 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 Right. Yeah, because the AI like follows, you know, follows a pattern. So uh, once yeah. you learn that pattern, your pattern, you can definitely manipulate it. A lot of older games have that flaw. So, um, but uh, yeah. So, uh, you know, you know, like so. Yeah. Like if you don't want to actually sit through the whole game, you know, there are like some pretty good long plays out there. <laughs> Language cover it so yeah. uh no bugs or cheats that i could find uh like no codes or anything else like that so um but uh 
you know, obviously there are like the equivalent of like Game Genie codes. You can play a punch in this game to give you a head to get a oh, leg up. See, you, you should have but... put Game Genie codes on. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, eBay pricing. Sure. This is uh, this is this is this is gonna get messy. So because it's pretty complicated. All right, I got my raincoat on. <laughs> uh, you thought, yeah, yeah, you thought the eBay system for last week's game, well, um, the last episode was <laughs> was problematic. Oh jeez. Oh, <laughs> uh, because again, because again, it all depends upon which version do you want. Because there's multiple versions of this game out there that you can buy. So, um, the game is the game is plentiful uh, plentiful on eBay. If you're looking for the you know, if you're looking for the Japanese original version of the game itself, there there are copies to be found pretty easily. There's 29 copies currently listed on eBay with seven copies of the copies that sold recently. So, so it's, it, so it's not the most plentiful game, but there are copies out there any time, like any one time to be found. So the pricing of this game is like pretty consistent. Now, that pricing, as I mentioned before, heavily depends upon what version you're what, what version that you're looking for. Let's say. Let's switch to the Japanese version of this game. Uh, if you want a card only, uh, a US seller recently sold a card only version of this game for $15, which is a pretty good price. Um, now, uh, no other copies of this game sold recently, but the current prices, at the time of doing this podcast in September of 2020, uh, there were Japanese-based sellers who were, who, uh, who, were selling the, who were selling the game from Japan for card only. Uh, mind you, these prices will include shipping, uh, so these prices are going to be inflated because the game's coming from Japan, obviously. Uh, they're asking anywhere from $25 to $75, like this game. Uh, card only coming from Japan. So the person, the, there's like the person who bought it for 15, 15 here in the states definitely got to, to you know, steal on it. But uh, uh, so yeah, a little pricey for a cart, but then a cart, considering this is kind of a niche game, I can't say I'm shocked. So um, if you want to play copy of the game, it's not that much more expensive. Again, Japanese sellers have the have the, have, the, have a complete version of the game available uh, for sale for Japan for anywhere from forty eight dollars. So, hmm. mind you, mind you, like I said, these are asking prices because no copies of this game recently sold uh, uh, of the game itself beyond that beyond that one beyond that one cart, uh, cart version of the game. So, um, now obviously this game this game is available as a repro because like most Japanese games that are, that are available with a ROM uh, has been translated. You can't buy the game if you want to in a U.S. in a U.S. D- d- cart where someone's already taken the time to put the translated ROM on, uh, or translated ROM like onto a cart, give it a U.S. style sticker, um, you know, make it look, you know, make it look like what it would what it would have looked like had it probably come out here in the states. And so those, you just, so usually we talked about this before. Usually those prices are higher because the person put extra work into it. Not in this case. Uh, 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 some copies of the cart recently, uh, the translated version of the cart uh, of the game on a U.S. style cart recently sold for anywhere from twenty to twenty-three dollars. So, oh wow! Yeah, like it's a pretty good price. Mm. Um, I want to buy that. If you want a game with a like, if you want a game with a box uh, mock-up, you actually have, you actually have choices for this, which surprised me because I may be uh, because I'm seeing. Just like because I've not seen this before, uh, there's uh, there's some sellers there are some sellers based in China who are offering a mm. trans a translated version of the game on a US style cart with a plastic v like, like a plastic uh, plastic clamp case like those old style VHS tapes. Like, like remember the like, like oh yeah, those that's guys. one of those, that sounds like one of those. Um, oh, I forgot what the brand is, but there's a, a website that you can buy uh, universal cartridge cases for. Yeah. Yeah, so and it's got like a like like a plastic thing over it, like a like a slip, it, like it's kind of like a PS2 case where like you could slip in artwork and stuff. Well, in this case, actually, you actually open up the case and put the game inside of it. So that's why I said it kind of, uh, um, you know, it's kind of like you know, no style, like it, it, it's about the same. As, like as opposed same... to any other game case that you can't put the game inside of it. Well, the artwork, the artwork also in this case is actually looks like it's actually silk screens, through silk screen like onto the front. Um, yeah. so, uh, but yeah, anyway, uh, if you want that version, you can get that from China for like 26 to $26, so, oh, um, China. now somebody over here in the West, in the U.S. has also taken it one step further and created a mock-up U.S. style box, you know, how the game might have, uh, how the, how the box might have looked at the game and actually gotten a U.S. release. Obviously, this is more niche, this is more expensive. He's selling that for $66, so... Oh. Uh, I mean, like, I, I, I mean, I mean, sorry. Uh, these are these are these are so prices. They're both the both Chinese box version and the U.S. this style box version 
Uh, those are store prices. So, yeah. So, like I said, prices all prices are all over the place. It all depends on just like all depends on what version of the game you want. Guys, we have a problem. <laughs> <laughs> we never talked about the crazy scientist. Oh, him. Yes, he makes return like later games, doesn't he? Yes. Every Metal Max game I've played, he's in that game. Well, well, talk about then, George. Joe, have you ever died in the game? Uh, no. Really? Huh. Okay. Yeah. Okay. No, that's so, not true. I, I died at the, the, the cannon part. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. But yeah. did you die or did you run away? Um... Oh, man, now we're really getting inside baseball. <laughs> that was like a week ago. <laughs> I'm so horrible. All right, anyway, <laughs> if your whole party dies... I want to say uh, that I did die, but I'm not 100% sure. There's this crazy t scientist, and he shows up in, like, almost all the other games. And um, you talk to him. If you just have one or... If, if your whole party's not dead... Uh, you can go talk to him, and then he revives them, and, you know, you put the corpse up on the slab, and he sh shocks the crap out of them, and he's like, Ah, yes, leave! Leave! You know, <laughs> and then, uh, your party member comes back to life. But if your whole party dies, your dad drags you to the scientist, and he's like, God dang, kid, I'm so cute! <laughs> What's the problem, kid? I told you not to go out there! You know, and uh, he sounds just like that. Um, <laughs> I'm sure he does. And uh, you get revived. So, like, although this game is difficult, uh, there's, n like, never a game over. There's right. just always... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> there's just always uh, a level of you're screwed. <laughs> where, like, you could have died. You could have broken your tank and then died. Your tank's, like, on the other side of the world. How the heck are you gonna get back to it? You know, <laughs> Grab and the that tank. really sucks. <laughs> um, yeah. You'd have to buy like a dog system for your other tank. See, I only buy one dog system. By the way, the dog si dog system is the teleport system in this game. That's apparently what it translates to is dog system, and that's what they call it in all the fan translations. And then in Metal Max Zeno and and uh, yeah, Metal Saga, which are the two games that officially came out over here. They don't call it the dog system. It's called teleport. What? That's boring. <laughs> um, but I uh, yeah, I, I personally only had uh, one dog system module on a tank. So I would usually screw myself over because I, I would die and then I would have to try to get back to the tank. And that was a pain in the, the ass. <laughs> Yeah, this game's definitely a lot easier to play in emulation. Like, you like use the heck out of save states. Ah, no save states. There's no reason to. You die, and then you just pick up the pieces of the broken mirror, and you glue it back together. Or you just <laughs> die and watch YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> you will I play your Metal Max, and you will like it. <laughs> I do partially feel bad that I kind of cheese this one by, like, Kind of giving up and just going straight to YouTube. I'm gonna but, kidnap Joan. I'm gonna. Yeah. Well, it's a challenging game. I mean, like, you know, uh, um, like you know, like the game, but like, like most games, but like most games, this get easier once you get into the once you get into the game. But those first couple hours are a real difficult learning curve. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I mean, like I, so I can't stand getting frustrated. Once you, yeah, once you get into the like the groove of things, not the saying. I don't know. Uh, I just apparently I just made out. I don't know. Once once you get used to everything, you know it's not so bad. But uh, a lot of the times you have to. At least in my case, what I found I had to do was just do a bunch of grinding, either for money or for experience or whatever. And I don't know. There's still stuff I don't even understand about the game. Like, what does combat level specifically do? What does driving level specifically do? And I have an idea of what it does, and obviously it's better to be, have a higher driving level, but I don't know. <laughs> Greg, have you found any answers to that? Um, nothing, nothing spelled out in, in writing. Like I feel you. like it might affect things like accuracy and stuff, but I don't know. Innovation, maybe? Well, but I don't know. Driving, driving seems to impact your ability to be able to, like, to do, like, um, uh, speed and a, uh, 
like in the dodging really? factors like in combat. Mm, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so because you're a better driver, so you can like drive the tank better. So uh, I guess that makes sense. Right. So that's what it seems like uh it seems like. Like you like you know, the fact that this game has so little the fact this game has so little information available available on it and printing in the West doesn't help things er, any, so Yeah. I wonder what the manual would say about it. Yeah, it's too bad that yeah, too bad that yeah, too bad that that when the fans group the fans group translate the game, they don't bother to translate the manual with it. That well, would help. I mean, well, I mean, if I wonder if there's any images of the manual online or something. I'm sure there is. Just, yeah, you can so. honestly just use Google Translate to translate the manual. Well, pictures pictures are kind of pictures don't really don't, don't really work for, for, for Google Translate. That's the problem. So well, I mean, that's why you use your phone because Google Translate has that. Uh, like live translation thing where you use your camera and it translates it for you. Oh, I actually didn't end, know that. Okay. In the yeah. end, is it really worth it? George is the only one who likes it. I mean, come on. Well, I like wow. it. I was, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, you know, I, you know, I don't like it as much as he does, but I, he does. But, but just like nobody do like the game. So, but uh, yeah, just giving uh, George a hard time. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, if we. You know, if we were still doing that other podcast, it would be interesting to talk about the, you know, the Atlas released game, but... Oh, are you talking about that Super Nintendo podcast? No, you're on nah, that one That's not right a very now. good one. <laughs> uh, oh, I mean, that's a very good podcast. <laughs> uh, but anyway, um... Anybody else How much would you hate me if I just made a Super Famicom podcast? <laughs> <laughs> I'd say go for it, because, like, you'd get... They could... So because like, you should be working on that for like 40 years compared to the 20 years this one's going to take. Yeah, but oh, all you'd be doing is covering the 300 RPGs that are over there. I True. You're going to say the 300 <laughs> Pachinko games? <laughs> so there's that too. All right, we're yeah, playing the uh, Pachinko Wars 25 and... Uh... Yeah, I think it's, yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't think there's that many games. That, 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 that many games. They're, they're talking about the PlayStation. Let me get the, the, you get those high volumes. Mm. Oh, jeez. <laughs> But anyway, uh, anybody else have anything else to say about this game before we like wrap it up? Uh, nope. Okay, Joe. <laughs> no, that's why I was silent. Okay, all right, <laughs> Joe. I don't know if you have anything to say about the game in general. <laughs> I mean, I, I've said some stuff, and it's like I said, you know, it's kind of <laughs> middle of the road, and it's like I just don't have anything unique to add to it compared to what you guys have to say so you know i'm okay with hanging back this episode it's all good fair enough so but already then folks uh you know as always we appreciate you listening to the podcast very much if you have any questions comments suggestions for, for future games etc uh feel free to hit us up on our facebook group or you can also send me an email directly to the SNES podcast at yahoo.com uh, joe where can people like reach you at uh, they can find me on Facebook at Joe Copel, or they can email me at uh, joesux30 at gmail.com, or also find that on uh, Twitter. Yeah, that's Twitter thing. <laughs> I was bird. wondering what you were going to say. <laughs> the one with the bird. Cool. The question is, what does Joe suck, though? <laughs> <laughs> We've been over that story. You <laughs> <missed> it. <laughs> uh, so, George, what about you? What are you working on these days? Uh, recovering from this work injury. Oh, <laughs> that's the real talk. <laughs> nothing. I'm doing nothing really. At least right now, I'm not really up to anything. Well, if anybody does want to reach you for any like for any reason, where can they do so at? Uh, Twitter, I guess. I I'll see the message. I just don't really use it that much. <laughs> it sounds really good, doesn't it? I mean, I legit, like, I always respond to anyone who sends me a message or tweets out to me or whatever. So what's your but, handle? Uh, it's, uh, underscore, Yerpkin underscore. Jeez, okay. it's been so long, I don't even remember, apparently. That's, <laughs> uh, underscore, D-E-R-P-K-I-T-T-E-N underscore. Cool. Alrighty, then. Well, as always, George, thank you very much for coming on the podcast with us. We'll be sure to have back again for the future. I don't know. Um, I feel like Joe's going to kick me out. <laughs> Speaking about Joe, what's your pick next time, sir? What do you want to cover? All right. So um, the only problem I had was I, I picked two games because I didn't know you if can't you do that. covered one or not. So <laughs> my first pick is Kirby Superstar. Ooh. Okay. 
So if you haven't covered that, that's what we're covering. We've not covered that game, so... Excellent. Is, it, is that a multiplayer game? I don't know why. You uh, I think it is. You Because... Denied. <laughs> <laughs> just, just, just out of curiosity, Joe, so what was your backup pick? Jurassic Park. Oh, yeah, oh, okay. Yeah, no, right. go play Kirby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll cover that one later on. Kirby sounds good. I, re Joe, I recently Joe, played the other Jurassic pick? Home Improvement. <laughs> <laughs> no, I recently played Jurassic Park for the, for the regular Nintendo, and... Uh, I was like, oh, like I wonder how the Super Nintendo stacks up, and then I was mm. like, I'll just wait until we cover it on the podcast. Oh no! So, that's why I was like Kirby Superstar, and then I was like, <laughs> if Kirby gets shot down, then you kind of have the revenge pick <laughs> of Jurassic Park. <laughs> well, I actually have played both games, and spoiler, I actually think both games are decent for different reasons. Oh, okay. So I mean, like Jurassic Park is not the worst game on the system. It's better than the sequel is. Nice, but. Um, okay, but yes, Kirby Superstar, that's available, yeah, that's on the virtual system, isn't it? I think so. I, I mean... I believe so. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I mean, so. it's definitely available on mine, so... Yeah, so... <laughs> it's on my computer. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, well, Joe and I were both lucky enough to be able to get our hands like on a mini, so, because as I mentioned before, Nintendo is still selling refurbished versions, their versions of them online, so... Yeah, and I actually think they're still available, even as we speak. Now, I think that, so. yes, I think they are, so I don't know for how long, if you want one, grab one, grab one, grab one, grab one, because once they're gone, they're gone, I'm sure, but... I got a um, Super Nintendo mini, it's called a Linux laptop. <laughs> mm. Uh, well, I had a Raspberry Pi until I had to ship it off to my friend because he, the materials I bought to build him a Raspberry Pi ended up being fake. So. Hey there, George popping in during an editing sesh here. This conversation got really long and just all over the place. So uh, we're going to end it here. Uh, goodbye. Hope you had fun. Nintendo controls 80% of the video market. But no matter how you play the game, or which game you play, things definitely have come a long way since Pac-Man. Now you're playing with power. Deep of power.